0: I wanted to have a little bit more conversations with the kiddo. I know we talk about finances on this show and she's going to learn a whole lot about finances, but she asked some amazing questions and I wanted to catch some of them on Cam. We do a lot of off the cuff conversations, so I don't know what she's going to ask me today. And I'm going to leave it up to Liv to start it off. So what's the first question you have for your father? Say, Hey, this is Kenzie Brown. Brown. Welcome to the Dominic Brown Show. Welcome to the Dominic Brown Show, guys. Welcome back to the Dominic Brown Show. We are going into our segment. We have yet to name this. What can we, what should we call this segment?
1: I don't know.
0: You don't know. Huh? My name is Dominic Brown, and you are
1: Olivia Brown.
0: And who are you to me?
1: Your daughter.
0: My first child. Is the first child or second child? The Coco.
1: Coco
0: was born for me, but she's a dog. So she's not your big sister?
1: You could count her as that. Is she a black? Do
0: you go to Coco for advice? Yes. God, we really gotta see a psychologist. That's uh, weird.
1: Like I talked to her real well, phone because she listens.
0: Coco listens.
1: Yes, yeah, she listens. Do
0: you have food in your hand when she listens? No. Yeah, we yeah, I gotta see that. Alright. Wanna do something different, guys? I want to have a little bit more conversations with the kiddo. I know we talk about finances on this show and she's going to learn a whole lot about finances, but she asked some amazing questions and I wanted to catch some of them on Cam. We do a lot of off-the-cuff conversations, so I don't know what she's going to ask me today. And I'm going to leave it up to Liv to start it off. So what's the first question you have for your for your father?
1: When did you ever want to start like finance? like? And Dispute Panda and stuff? What inspired you to do
0: that? Okay, so that's a couple of questions there. So you said, when did I want to start finances and then Dispute Panda? Yeah. So finances, I'm going to be honest with you. At your age, I didn't care about finances at all. I didn't. So what I did was I used to do chores to make money. And I would take that money and I would go to the store to buy candy because you're not supposed to have candy in school. And then I will sell it to the kids at school at a markup due to supply and demand and scarcity, so I would take whatever money I can get from my chores, I'll go get whatever candy that people want it, and I will mark it up by fifty percent at the time, and I will make more money to go use that money to go buy video games and all the stuff that I wanted. So I didn't necessarily care about finances, I cared about like business and things like that. This view came about because I essentially noticed that there was some, let's say, some lack of effort in certain softwares that didn't really make sense for people who are trying to improve their credit or people who are helping people to improve their credit. So the goal was very simple, provide the best tool for the people who are doing the work to help people understand, improve, and protect their credit. So that's what Dispute Panda is all about. That's a pretty good question. What other question you got for me?
1: Another question I have what?
0: Making sure Kinsley ain't going too crazy back there.
1: Did you ever, did you start liking finance in college or did it start when you became a nerd, like when you got a
0: job? So, grandma went through a financial hardship while I was in college, and grandma was grandma, your grandma, my mother, raised me in a single parent household. So, I've seen her drive from Philadelphia all the way to New Jersey, back to Philadelphia, and do what she needed to do to provide, right? To provide a better life for me. So when I went to college, it was because grandma took out a significant amount of loans. Grandma made a massive amount of sacrifices. So when she went through her financial hardship due to her husband at the time, not being on the same page financially, it hit me pretty bad because I could not help my mom who did so much for me to put me in position. I didn't have the money to help her. I didn't have the knowledge to help her. So my journey into finances came to literally help my mom. And what I realized is that she had an issue due to like taxes. That's a whole nother conversation. You never want to have any issues with the IRS. It wasn't her taxes. It was her ex-husband's taxes that caused the issues. Either case, what I realized is that your credit score or sometimes your financial issues are a byproduct of your financial behavior. You know how sometimes I tell you every action has a reaction? It's the same thing with finances. If you don't pay your bills, then that could lead to a downward slope of negative consequences, so on and so forth. My journey into finances was to solve a problem, and that problem was to help my mom be better financially because I did not have the money at the time. And it turned out that everything is connected to each other. Once you learn how to manage your money properly, you tend to generally, once you have a better relationship with money, you tend to have a better credit score. And then you can leverage your credit to do certain things like buy a house, start a business, on and so forth. So I noticed how everything was all connected, but it all started with trying to help grandma and figure some things out that I didn't have the money nor the knowledge to. So I went to the library. I devoured, I would say, almost every book on budgeting, on credit, on investing. And this is how we are here we are today.
1: Did you have any other jobs before you became an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah. I worked for Uncle Craigie. He used to, he still does, clean buildings and colleges and stuff like that. That's what I learned that, oh, I need to do well in school because I do not want to work with my hands. Nothing wrong with that, but cleaning a College building and offices and schools and things like that told me that, oh, I need to do really well in school. I need to figure this out because that is a very tough job. I worked for your uncle in his cleaning company. Is he an
1: entrepreneur?
0: He didn't own the business. He was like a manager of it. So I wouldn't necessarily say that he is an entrepreneur. I would say entrepreneurship is when you own the business or you have some form of equity in the business and you can have some say in the direction of the organization so managing and being an entrepreneur where it's like you it has to work or you don't eat at night are two different things
1: another question like what was the first business you ever created
0: as an adult or as a kid as an adult It actually was the finance business. So I used to have a blog called Your Finances Simplified, where I just did my financial journal stuff. And the business, the Your Finances Simplified came about where after helping grandma, she said, you are pretty good at making taboo or complex topics simplified, hence the name Your Finances Simplified. So it was essentially helping people with budgeting, credit, investing. And I wanted to be a financial advisor. I realized that people who who were my age at the time, or who may have looked like me, had the same skin color as me. There was a lack in financial knowledge there, so that was my very first job as well. Like even when I was working for somebody else, I was working in finance to bring finances to the masses in some capacity. They started off one-on-one services and then trying to be a financial advisor, and then realizing that there's a lot of rules and regulations and stuff like that when you are a financial advisor. So drop the licenses and essentially started trying to assist people at a larger scale. That's where the, your finances simplified academy came about, where I teach people, all these things in a DIY format with videos and so on and so forth. But it's always been finances from the door like that, helping trying to get the knowledge or the income to help grandma made me realize what I was extremely passionate about. You might start off with trying to solve a problem. And I, thankfully I stumbled onto something that I love to do early. So it's always been this.
1: Has anyone ever came up to you or written you a letter about how you helped them?
0: Yes, but I'm a Capricorn and you see a different side of me, but I tend to think that maybe I could have helped them a little bit sooner. So I'm pretty hard on myself, even though I'm jokey, jokey with you, but yeah, all the time. I just went to an event. Every time I go to an event, someone says, I've seen your content or I took your class and This helped me out and so on and so forth. Me and your mom were at a financial conference fairly recently. Somebody came up to me and said, hey, your course, 30-day CRA, which is now going to be the Credit Repair Business Blueprint. It changed my life. It saved my business. I hear that a lot.
1: Have you ever started a business with mom?
0: No. And here's the reason why. I think work should stay at work. And then, because I don't want to bring the work home, right? There's been times inside of our financial business where we both worked on the same thing at the same time. And the worst case scenario is a project or a thing isn't going well. And then you still have to eat dinner with the person. You got to smile next to the person and so on and so forth. So it was very, it was hard for me to detach the work from the life, right? I, if you've seen me work, I, it doesn't turn off for me, right? It's. Some days I'm up until four o'clock in the morning. Don't have to, but some days I'm up to tinkering something at four o'clock in the morning. We stopped doing that a very long time ago, earlier into our entrepreneurship journey, just so we can have some demarcation some separation of it all, right? There's been times where you were on a vacation with a difference of opinion based off of what the workload is supposed to be. And even though that's the things we needed to get where we are today, that's not something that I, I kind of want to repeat. I just don't want to do that. I don't think she wants to do it, but yes, absolutely.
1: But you still would go to her for like advice and stuff?
0: I still do to this day. I still do to this day.
1: You did?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why. When you're in it, when you're in the thick of it and something is happening, sometimes you can't see past your own nose. And I think your mom has an amazing perspective. Let's say if I'm super passionate about something, I'm seeing it this way. She's from the outside looking in. She can say, well, Explain that to me. How does that make sense? And as soon as you start speaking to someone that you trust, you and they can just, and you value their opinion, they could sway, not sway, but, or make you see something differently that you may not be seeing because, once again, you're so passionate about it. Anytime I'm stuck or anytime I need a difference of opinion, because, for lack of a better word, your mom's just not going to kiss my butt. She's going <laughs> to, it got to it gotta make sense. Absolutely, I still do.
1: Has mom ever inspired you with any of your businesses?
0: Yeah. Like ever? Yes. yes. Just because you're passionate about something and you may be doing all the research doesn't mean you can't get inspiration or an opinion about something. Mom has helped me from hiring people to pricing to to a whole lot because you got to think about it for a second. If mom may not be, please don't touch that. Mom may not be into the thick of it, may not know the target audience, but in essence, she is the target audience for this as well. Hey, how does this sound? If you got an email with this subject line, would you open it? Well, please, Kensley, please don't touch that. Thank you, baby. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Is it ever hard to work with us, me and Kensley?
0: What do you mean? What do you mean like, it's so hard to work with?
1: You? Not like work with us. but Like you have to take time out of your schedule, wake up at a very early time. Like, how do you feel like, how do you work on the weekends when we're like crowding over you? Sometimes?
0: I mean, that's the game, when you, especially when you work from home, right? So I, I believe starting businesses with the end in mind and also having non-negotiables. The reason okay. why, another reason why going so hard in entrepreneurship was when you were born. I was technically working for somebody else. And well, you don't remember this, but there's been times where I would take a picture every day before going off to work because I knew I was only going to see you when I got back home for which is around seven. So I used to drop you off at daycare and then Molly used to pick you up. By the time I got home, you were either on your way to bed or going to bed. So I got to see you maybe about 15 minutes in the morning. And then I was able to probably read a story to you and then you were going to sleep. I don't mind it. I think that's a part of success to me. The fact that for, since you were two years old, maybe two and a half, was able to work from home based off the success of the business by understanding the customer and working, working our butt off. Since you were two, two years old, mom was able to not go into an office to be able to raise you how she wants to raise you as well. I don't mind it at all. Like at the end of the day, I don't do this for a paycheck. I do this because I literally love finances, right? So whether you guys crowd over me or not, I'm going to be working on it. Sometimes that includes me getting up at four in the morning because I know you guys get up at eight and getting my four hours in. Sometimes that includes me not working and staying up late to finish the work. Today, we had, to, we had a doubleheader, right? Not a doubleheader, but you had a lacrosse game yesterday. You had a lacrosse game today. And then we went to the movies, so on and so forth. I think you work around that. Right, so it's all intertwined for me. So it's never an issue. Now, from time to time, these crying and whining or, and things like that. That's a little bit different, but I think it comes with the territory. I think it's a blessing to be able to hit the pitter patter of your kid's feet or you coming in with an idea or a question and I'm still able to be present for everything.
1: Have we ever gave you an idea for something?
0: Um, yes. So, um, the, the 30 day CRA app or the one click dispute app and even some elements of dispute panda or made like, well, is this Olivia proof or can Kinsley do this? There was one, one point in time where you were sending the letters. You're watching cartoons. You're sending the letters for me. That's the mindset around it. Okay. Can a 10 year old do this or eight year old do this? Because once you are making, say, software services for the masses, you don't want it to be as complex. Right. Absolutely. I'm always thinking with did I explain enough where Olivia would be able to get it one time. For instance, if I'm talking to somebody about budgeting, credit or investing, I'm thinking with you in mind, is this lesson simple enough for Olivia to understand it? Because if you can get it and understand means technically an adult who been there, done that got the T-shirt, maybe 25, 30 years old or whatever age they are, they should understand it as well. From that perspective, yes, absolutely. I think when you get a bit older and you really start understanding the intricacies of business, of the business, you'll be able to provide more input on maybe the next product or next service. But I'll look at you and Kinsley as the measuring stick for how education or lessons are created.
1: Have you ever found- fought- Oh, the
0: book I did too. The Olivia's, Olivia Learns Credit was based off of discussions with you and things like that too. Have you ever fired somebody? Yeah. Yeah, I've fired somebody and I've been fired. I think <laughs> that is a part of entrepreneurship, right? Some people outgrow positions. Some people don't live up to expectations. Some people go on to do their own thing. But absolutely, i fired f- family members before. Yeah, like the, initially when we started this business, it was all family members, me, grandma, auntie, uncles. Cousins. Yes. Grandma, auntie. I did.
1: You fired auntie?
0: Yes. Why? (laughs) What did she do? See, here's the thing. Sometimes firing isn't necessarily a negative thing, but if there's a need at this time and you can't fulfill that need, then a decision needs to be made. So if, i just give you a simple answer. If the position requires six hours of time and you can only do three hours of a time, then, okay, I appreciate the assistance, but the amount of time you're providing right now may not be good enough for me, so we have to move on in another direction. So not all firings are malicious or negative. When we first started off, it was complete family affair. It was like, we want to see you do well, we're working our full-time jobs, our part-time job, and we're chipping in. So sometimes you outgrow the family help, even though you know everyone's getting paid, Sometimes you need more than just that three, four, five hours from that person. Not saying that the family members that we had weren't great, right? Because a lot of them are A players. So three hours of their time is better than 10 hours of a lot of people's time. But when a company grows at a such rapid pace, or I might need you now, you can only work at a certain time, so on and so forth. Sometimes the decisions have to be made. Absolutely.
1: Did you ever hire friends?
0: Contemplated that route. And to my better judgment, I didn't do it. I think people, you got to keep business business, right? So even though I may love you as a brother, I may love you as a sister, that has nothing to do with your capability to do the job, right? entrepreneurship, when you're running a business, it requires tough decisions. It requires smart decisions. And in my experience, sometimes hiring friends and sometimes hiring family may not be the best route, right? Because you're still going to want to hang out with that person. You're still going to want to be at Thanksgiving or Christmas with that family member. So you have to choose wisely. And some people initially probably want to start off, oh, I'm going to hire my friend. They're a great person. That doesn't mean they're going to do a good job. That doesn't mean they're right for that role. Does that make sense? So yeah, I stayed away from the friend side of things. I definitely did the family thing, though.
1: What do you, what like memo or advice do you have for future entrepreneurs?
0: Don't quit your day job. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it, was on my spirit to quit my job and start running into entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is not for, it's not forgiving, right? It's not steady. You, for lack of a better word, you eat what you kill. And the market doesn't care about your intentions. A boiled egg has great intentions. The market, the customers only care about the best product, the best service, solving a problem. They don't care that you really love this idea and thinks it works. They don't care. So one, don't quit your day job. Use your day job to pay for the lessons you're going to learn in your entrepreneurship. Number two, realize that are, you don't have work-life violence. In the beginning, you have work-life choices. So I think you made a great point or you had a great question earlier. Hey, how do you feel when, you know, you're trying to work and then me and Kinsley are, you know, coming in, you're making a lot of noise. Well, once again, I don't mind it because I chose to work from home, right? Number two, I always have the choice of getting up earlier. Sometimes I will say, okay, I know the kids to get up at eight, nine-ish. If I get up at four, that gives me five hours of uninterrupted time. Which segues into another point. Don't be, don't fall for social media and this person made this, you know, this person made a million dollars, so on and so forth. Forget the money. Think about, am I doing something that I'm willing to get up early for? Am I doing something that I'm willing to stay up late for? And am I willing to put in a minimum of four hours a day on doing the hard stuff? If you can do those three things, and there's a whole lot of other things I can tell you about, but if you can do those three things, I think you're all on the right path to success when it comes to entrepreneurship.
1: Have you ever felt really tired?
0: Tired of what? Maybe?
1: Of like waking up so early to do your job and going to bed so late every day.
0: No, see, that's the thing. I think you had a question a couple of days ago, would I ever retire or something like that, right? And when you actually legitimately love it, it's a part of you. Does that make sense? Like, I don't do this for money. I do this because I genuinely love everything about finances. I, I'm up late because I'm thinking of ideas of making the thing that I love so much better. So no, absolutely not. So I think that's the other part of it. If you can find something that solves a problem for other people, not just a hobby, and you're passionate about it, those things don't exist. Only time you will get truly get tired of it or you don't like it. Granted, I'm not a machine, so from time to time I will crash. You saw me just fall asleep on the couch randomly sometimes. Um, Yeah, but if you find something that you genuinely like and that you genuinely enjoy, those things don't bother you. I just happen to be lucky. I can, I actually like this. It solves a problem for other people and it brings enough revenue where we could live a the life that we want to live i don't and that's how you win you find that thing that i'm willing to get up early okay i'm going to put my four hours in a day on the hard stuff all the time i want to be willing to do the research willing to do the reading willing to buy the class because whether i make money today tomorrow 10 years from now i'm still going to do this anyway so no i don't i i enjoy it that's all that's all your questions Oh, man. That's all I can think of. That's all. That's all the questions. Okay, so until next time, so you get more questions and things like that. Just yes, write been, my questions down. No, I don't. I like. I like it. You know, come off the top, right? So I'm. I'm doing this. So you know, hopefully one day you're gonna go back and listen to it and you can say, oh, I remember that that time I asked that. That. So, um, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Dominique Brown Show. What? What, it, what should we name this segment? I got like the name of the show, Dominic Brown show. I don't what's the name of the session?
1: Um, Answers and Questions with Olivia.
0: Q and A with O and B? Yeah. I oh, don't know. We gotta work on that. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's something that maybe that's something we work on for the next show. We come up with a name for this. Segment. Yeah. But I enjoyed your questions. Thank you for being here. I know you didn't that's have some comments. There may be comments. Put your comments
1: down below to yeah, what the name go. should be.
0: There you go. Comments down below what the name should be, but I appreciate you being here. You didn't have to like, technically; you did have to be there if you're in the house, but you didn't have to stop watching your. What were you doing? Watching cartoon?
1: Yeah, I was watching the Simpsons.
0: Yeah, you watching the Simpsons? Like she's watching all the old shows. I don't like, love, She's watching like don't she's watching season right one of the Simpsons with, and we used to think those graphics were amazing.
1: They're they're
0: good. They're okay. They're not. They're, they're okay. That's good for another show. We should talk about that. What do you think of these old cartoons? I remember when we watched, like, the first episode of Sesame Street, and I was like, whoa, this is very progressive. <laughs> oh, I
1: remember that line, but, that it's about milk.
0: It was weird because it was just, like, this black guy walking, this one child, like, no other parents. He's just introducing everybody to, introducing this, this child to all the neighbors. I'm all like, well, that, that will never happen. Like, where's the mom? Where's the dad of the kid? He's just walking around. And I'm all like, yeah. Yeah, you. That was a reach, Sesame Street. But anyway, but until next time, guys.
1: The one thing that was creeped out about that was like, you need a nose, like slaps nose on there. And I'm like, you're just carrying noses and mouths and wigs in your pocket, like.
0: Yeah, maybe we should do a show segment yeah. next time. Whatever show we're watching next, we didn't finish yeah. off that other show yet, or the zombie show. But any either, either case, until next time, guys. This is the Dominique Brown Show. The Questions yeah. with Live segment. Um, that sounds good. Leave your leave your your comments below yeah. with the name of this segment, yeah. and I appreciate you, baby girl.
1: I'll be back.
0: See you. Can Thanks. I get the mic?
1: Oh yeah, you yeah, need yeah, this. Yeah, right? yeah I do. Right? Thank you. Bye bye. I love you. I love you. I love you more. I love more. bye